0: You can smell it before you see it. For some of us, it smells like home, and for others, it's not their favorite aroma. I'm talking about manure. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Heim Brothers Custom in Kiwani County is getting ready for a busy season handling manure for area farms. Heim Brothers Custom has been around since 2015, helping about 17 farms on 60,000 acres reach their manure management and conservation goals. The Heim family also belongs to Peninsula Pride Farms, which is a farmer-led watershed group in Kewanee County. Jeremy Heim tells me more about the success they've had with conservation, but first he previews the manure handling season.
1: Uh, We kicked off last year on uh, April 16th. Uh, We're kicking off actually April 12th. We usually finish right before Christmas is our goal. Been pretty successful with that once, I think once in our Business lifetime here, we've had to go into January and, and get a couple of things done. That was back in 2019-20 season where it was a little wet and challenging.
0: So, Jeremy, what are you expecting this year in the field? What's your outlook for the 2023 manure spreading season?
1: There's a lot of emphasis put this year on on cover and cover crops and the environment. That's we've had a couple of meetings with all of our contractors and customers and employees just for trying to look at the environment and see how we can make a difference. So I'm expecting an exciting year for cover crops, things we can learn from that and and applying to them at different times and uh, hopefully get some harvest off of them for quite a few of our farms for maybe dry cow heifer feed and then planting green corn into them and then maybe applying manure on top of the corn that's planted. Uh, That's exciting stuff for us, just opening up the window a little bit to applications more in the summertime or later springtime, stuff like that.
0: So, Jeremy, not every farm handles their manure the same way.
1: Very, very true.
0: Why is that? What drives the way that people uh, either apply, the way they apply it, or the time they apply it?
1: The biggest thing there is is their crop rotation that they choose to do. Um, We have some farms that plant everything in, in cover crops. As soon as they harvest in fall, their number one goal is to keep them fields green. So then we end up doing dribble bars or low disturbance of some sort. You have other farms that till a lot. So then we end up coming in with a, a disc and putting the manure in the ground. Um, it's just practice that they they choose to do on their farm. We see some practices that we, as a company, like because it's maybe saving money on tillage or uh, just better for the environment. So we that's why we hold our customer meetings is just to sit down and talk about what's working on certain farms. And hopefully, share some ideas and maybe move that practice forward in our county.
0: As a custom operator, do you have to work also with people's nutrient management plans or with other types of uh, manure regulation?
1: Absolutely. So our company has taken the role of uh, being upfront with that too. We contact the towns, we contact DNR, Kewanee County Water and Soil, just to make sure that we're we're doing everything up to code. And we're doing everything to the best we can of using the roads, stuff like that. So definitely talking to the agronomists, getting up-to-date maps, um, which have changed pretty frequently as we've moved through the years here. So we're definitely trying to get all of that information prior. So like we have all of our farms planned out for routes already. We've looked at their field maps, make sure they're up-to-date, make sure all the features are there. Just trying to trying to be ready for when we pull in that field, we know everything ahead of time of of what we need to do.
0: You listed off all the different types of equipment that you used, you know, depending on your customer. And I just was curious, is there like a latest and greatest right now when it comes to manure handling technology that you see is booming?
1: Uh, The one that's really picked up for us um, is the dribble bar. So we're dribbling the manure on top of, most of the time, growing green crops. Um, We use it on hay fields and stuff like that. It allows it to put the manure on the ground but hardly touching the plant at all it's been pretty exciting to use that uh, we've been using it for about three years now but the usage of it is is going up every year very dramatic
0: why what's the benefit of
1: that uh, the less we can touch the plant there's no burn there's there's just no it's just getting to the ground setting on the ground real nice and gentle so there's no mist in the air there's no there's less runoff that we see from it just because it's set down so gentle and the soil can just take it and the biggest thing is not not touching the plant
0: what are you hearing about new manure handling technologies that may be coming down the pipeline
1: we're excited about the future of technology with manure sense and with the ipads some stuff we're seeing with ipads coming is in the past in the agricultural world we always looked at mapping to see where we've been I think in the manure world, it'd be exciting to see new stuff coming that's going to show us where we're going so we don't end up in restricted areas or close to wells or any of our setback areas can be actually on an iPad and we can see, hey, you're coming up to one, don't go in there. So I think we're, we're pretty excited about things like that coming. You know, we can apply nitrogen to a set level if the farm wants to put 150 units end down, we have that option with our system. And then the same thing, you know, with dry matter, or NPK, or just strictly gallons. I mean, it, it drives the tractor to that rate that we set.
0: Follow up to the mapping. What are you doing now where the new systems would make things easier?
1: Uh, we get maps from from the agronomy companies. They're just, they're really vague and we have to watch them really close. And usually they're really busy so there's there's a lot of talk this year about how we can make them more user friendly for the applicator cuz you're out in a tractor as we're bouncing around and things are moving in the cab as you're driving sometimes it's hard to see them so we're zooming in real real close and the clarity is not always there so we're we're trying to change that
0: Jeremy, as you explained to me ahead of this interview, Heim Brothers Custom branched off of the home farm called Heim's Hillcrest Dairy and the manure management needs you saw there. Can you tell us about the home farm?
1: Sure. Heim's Hillcrest Dairy was uh, formed as a partnership between my brother and I and my parents back in 2000. Currently at that time milking about 180 cows. Currently today we're milking about 800. My sister-in-law and my daughter basically take care of the dairy and we do lots of different things. Like we haul our own milk. We do all our own cropping, raise our own heifers. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much it. What I got there.
0: So you're no stranger to managing manure at all. Not only working with customers, but also at the home farm. Can you tell me how, how you guys manage your manure?
1: Yes, we, uh, we are a CAFO at our, at our dairy too. So, um, uh, we fall into some different, uh, role categories. And, um, we like to go to the cover crops. We've gained about 20% every year since we started looking at cover crops of, of no-till. So yes, we try to use the dribble bar as much as possible to keep the crops green and growing. And it opens up our window to apply the nutrients much wider than what you had in the, in the past. So that is our number one choice is dribble bar.
0: Sounds like you're also pretty active with peninsula Pride Farms. And this is a farmer-led watershed group. It's got about 60 members. And Jeremy, why was this something that your family wanted to be a part of?
1: Uh, number one reason was just to get together as a group and share ideas of what's working and and not working. Um, There's a lot to, to learn from, you know, practices that have failed either on our dairy or other dairies. So just wanted to get together as a group to do that. Just help drive us forward for better soil health. Uh, I think it's that group has has, alert, has taught us all a lot about soil health and in return has generated better crops for us too.
0: There's also the water quality side of it. Jeremy, what does Peninsula Pride Farms members do to improve water quality in Kiwane County and the surrounding areas? And do you have any success stories to share with us?
1: The cover crops is, is the biggest one because you you're not tilling the soil. You don't have the runoff. The biggest success story I think I have is when we start applying to fields that are year one cover crops, they just don't take the nutrients as well. On year three, it seems to really change. And then on year four, maybe your field that was hard clay, maybe was not your choice field to go to first. All of a sudden that field becomes your choice because it takes the nutrients. It, it, It just accepts the rains better and it accepts the nutrients better. So I think that's our number one success or thing we've learned from that.
0: So so you have this big, you have kind of this emphasis on cover crops on your farm, and then you're seeing it also with your customers. Have you seen a difference in production or soil health since you started implementing covers?
1: We've definitely seen an improve, improvement in soil health. The soil is just softer and it takes rain better. Plants take off faster from the start. The end result, there's a learning curve, and sometimes you have to be more cautious because you don't want to tear the fields up. Because if you tear them up with tire tracks or ruts, then you have to push a reset button and start over with maybe a tillage pass or something like that. So we have to be a little bit more relaxed when it comes to waiting for the right time to apply. But definitely I've seen a difference in soil health. And then from the crop production side... The first year or two you may feel like you could have done better but after that it seems like the soil health takes over pretty well and and you see just as good or better crops probably the the hardest thing for cover crops is a lot of farms will try it and maybe the first couple months of of growth on that crop it doesn't look as good or lush as the other crops sometimes but uh, the end result when you run it across the scale or any however you measure your crop it generally will turn out even better than the the other crop
0: so it took some time, but you got there. And then what about on the runoff side?
1: We feel if there's a growing crop there and there's lots of plants and organic matter on, on the soil, that we can hold new liquid nutrients uh, much better than if you just are applying on top of hard clay ground or any kind of hard soil that gets dry on top and doesn't really want to accept nutrients.
0: Do you think that Peninsula Pride makes a difference in your area either from your perspective, but also do you think that the general public sees a difference?
1: We feel like we've made a big difference in the county from just looking at the environment and community first, and then doing the job second to that. We've been asked several times from the county and and different agencies, and, and we feel like some of the people that are maybe a little bit against us in this industry, we can help educate them the the emphasis that is put on doing it right and knowing what we're doing about applying nutrients and making sure it's done in a correct fashion. So this year we are actually doing a whole bunch of video work from a professional video company to actually show what's going on in the tractor and show what's going on on the application. You know, the work that's done before, uh, just so we can use it as a training tool and help educate the people that, that want to learn of what we're actually trying to do.
0: Jeremy Heim, along with us of Heim Brothers Custom and Heim's Hillcrest Dairy in Kewanee County, he says he hopes to launch the video series in September. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.